So it's been a few weeks since I uploaded an episode. I just wasn't feeling it, to put it plainly, but I began to take inventory of why I wasn't super enthusiastic about posting, and I realized it was because of a special event that was right around the corner. What is going on, beautiful people? You are listening to the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast, where we focus on personal growth and cultivating a healthy relationship with ourselves. I'm your host, Tyra the Creative, actress, content creator, and mental health enthusiast. And I think I have a little bit of explaining to do. I have been away for a few weeks now on an unannounced and very much so unplanned break. And after taking some time to reflect, I realized what was going on with me. And today we're going to unpack that. But before we do, let's get into this week's affirmation. This week's affirmation is, I release all doubts and insecurities about who I am. Ooh, let's drop in for this, you guys, because I have a lot to unpack. I release all doubts and insecurities about who I am. I release all doubts and insecurities about who I am. I release all doubts and insecurities about who I am. I release all doubts and insecurities about who I am. I release all doubts and insecurities about who I am. Release all doubts and insecurities about who I am. Let's say it together, you guys. I release all doubts and insecurities about who I am. One more time, you guys, really drop in and feel what it means to release all doubts. Envision yourself releasing those doubts, releasing those insecurities. I release all doubts and insecurities about who I am. Ooh, y'all. So... Let's talk a little bit about insecurities. If you follow me on Instagram, you will know that my birthday just recently passed. I turned 28 years old on September 14th, and I am so grateful for another year. And God is good because we are not promised tomorrow, but something I have not been the most excited about in the past is celebrating my birthday with friends. And I didn't realize just how much of an impact an incident that happened to me back in 2005 would have on my outlook on birthday celebrations literally to this day. So let's talk about why I took an unannounced and unplanned break. I got a couple of messages uh, literally today and a few days ago. Hey, sis, when are we going to post a new episode? What's going on? I thought we were doing a childhood trauma series. What's happening? What's the deal? What's the deal? Tell me what the deal is. And I felt a little convicted to post, but I just was not feeling it, y'all. And The crazy thing is this is in line with our series. So this is also an unplanned 
um, episode in the Childhood Trauma series. So we will be talking about trauma in today's episode just a little bit. Um, So if you are not in a space where you would like to hear about trauma, then by all means, feel free to pass on this episode. But um, it's not heavy on the trauma. It's about my experience and what I've been going through the past couple of weeks and learning how to combat what I've been feeling. So with that being said, I did a little reflection and I think this is self-diagnosed y'all because I ain't no medical professional. I'm not a mental health professional. Let me, you know, I'm always going to say that, but I think I had acute birthday depression. So let's just call it birthday blues because I am self-diagnosed and depression is a real thing. Um, So let's just call it the birthday blues. Um, And the birthday blues is just when you feel sad, unenthusiastic, or just like you don't want to celebrate around your birthday. And it can be for a slew of reasons. But I know for a fact that mine was related to some trauma I experienced in my childhood. So how did I even know that this was going on? Well, I I didn't really even take the time to think about it, you guys. I was just feeling blah. In the last few weeks, um, I was very anxious about my birthday. I was constantly thinking about what I was going to do for my birthday because I was in this tug of war with myself because I really wanted to celebrate my birthday and I wanted to do something amazing. And I love doing new things for my birthday. It's something that I'm very excited about doing. But at the same time, I was also anxious about the day in general because I didn't necessarily want to do anything by myself for my birthday. You know, you guys know I'm in a new relationship. So I wanted to do something with um, my boyfriend and my friends were asking me what I wanted to do. And it was just a lot for me. And it also took me forever to plan something. I ended up putting it off over and over and over again. I didn't know if I wanted to have a birthday dinner to invite all of my friends to. I didn't know if I wanted to just do something with my boyfriend. And what happened with this was I was doing the bare minimum in my daily life for weeks. And I didn't even realize how long it had been. When I sat down to record this episode, I was like, okay, I... I haven't posted in like two weeks. My last episode went live on August 21st, 2022. And today is September 17th. I'm filming this the Saturday before the episode goes live. So it's been almost an entire month, you guys. And I didn't even realize this because I was just so consumed by this overwhelming cloud of anxiety and worry and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And it just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't it for lack of better words. But I say all this to say healing from our trauma is an ongoing process and our triggers, our trigger responses show up differently depending on the situation. And I haven't really felt like this before for my birthday. I was feeling very blah and I wanted to plan something, but I didn't want to plan something. It was very hot and cold with myself. And I just realized that this was my trauma response to something that happened to me when I was in the fifth grade. So I know by now you guys are saying, Tyra, what happened to you in the fifth grade? What is going on? You keep mentioning something that happened in 2005. Okay, I'm about to tell y'all. So let's just keep this story short because it's not really about the story. Long story short, um, when I was in the fifth grade, 2005, um, my brother and I, my brother is a year younger than me. 
and our birthdays are two days apart. So we would always have our birthday parties together and we would have one every year. And this specific year, our parents let us pick out our invitations ourselves. They let us write our invitations ourselves. And you know, those little packs of invitations with the um, eight to 10 uh, cards in it. We each got one of those. So we were limited to inviting however many people were in a call in the pack. So I think it was like 10 in each pack. So I remember sitting at the table with my brother, we were deciding who we were going to invite and all of this kind of stuff. And one key component to this was we had a mutual friend who was a girl and PJ was like, you should invite her because she's a girl. And I was like, no, you can use one of your invitations because I have all of these other friends to invite and she's a mutual friend. So um, he ended up using one of his invitations to invite our mutual friend. Her name is Courtney. And long story short, we hand out all of these invitations and absolutely no one shows up from my invite list the list of people that got invited via my invitations. So I get outside and I'm waiting for my friends to show up and no one ever comes. And the only person that shows up is Courtney. And I am so distraught. I go inside and I'm bawling my eyes out. And all I remember is my mom coming in and saying, stop crying, go back outside. You do have one friend here. Courtney is here. You're leaving her out there by herself get it together. And I really had to just get it together, but I really felt discarded. I felt like no one showed up for me. And then especially seeing all of my brother's friends show up and they're having such an amazing time. And we're in fifth grade. How old are you in fifth grade? I'm like, what, 11? So this is a very impressionable age. So I was really hurt by this. And what that did was create a little bit of trauma within me that fueled abandonment issues. And I have a very unique experience. I also felt a little bit of abandonment later on in my childhood. We talked about that when my parents divorced and all of that stuff. So I think it just compounded from this experience I had back in 2005. But you guys, I was so hurt by this and I just, I didn't really have a great time at the party. I don't remember much after that. All I remember is nobody showed up. And when we got to school on Monday, none of my friends even mentioned that, hey, sorry, I couldn't come to your party or anything. And I didn't even get any heads up. Oh, I'm not going to be able to make it. None of that happened. So I really felt like I was not important to any of my friends who I would have 100% showed up for in if they were to invite me to a birthday party that they were having. So back in, I want to say 2020, I talked to my therapist about this and she, I gave her the whole spiel that I gave you guys just now. And she said, okay, you're an adult now. So Let's reevaluate the situation as an adult. Let's weigh the circumstances, basically. So we just went through a few things. And what we came up with was the kids who I invited probably or possibly didn't give their parents the invitations. That's 100% fair. Or maybe it was an important weekend. My birthday is September 14th, which is at the beginning of the school year down south. So maybe that was an important weekend or maybe they had more school shopping to do. There could have been a slew of things going on. Or maybe most of my friends' parents had to work weekends. And this is something that I never would have thought about because my parents don't work weekend jobs. So it wasn't something that I would have even remotely thought about at that time, but it could have very much so been true as I reflect on the friends that I did have back then and just knowing what I know about their parents. Um, most of them were uh, the child of a single mom um, or a single parent, actually. So maybe they did have to work multiple jobs. Maybe they did have to work on the weekends. And the other key component to this is that I was in fifth grade. Fifth grade is the last grade in elementary school before you go to middle school. Now, once I hit middle school, I 
stop talking to these girls. And it wasn't because we fell out or anything. We just grew apart and they traveled down completely different paths than I did. And I found new friends. I found friends that fit me more and my lifestyle more. And, um, we all took like, um, what is it called? AP classes. And we were in like beta club and very active on, on, on campus and those types of things. I had more involved friends and friends who really cared about their grades. But back in um, elementary school, I went through a phase where I wasn't really making great grades. I wasn't really friends with um, students who were excelling in our grade. And I think that's what the disconnect was. So I'm actually glad that God put me in that situation. And I've just been able to re-evaluate what happened in fifth grade. And I'm trying so hard to, you know, heal that wound because at the end of the day, my inner child was still hurt or child Tyra was still hurt and I have to nurture that wound that was created because that was a dire situation to me in fifth grade. So for years after this, I just had so much anxiety around my birthday. I I didn't want to do much for my birthday. And I remember the first big thing I had after the 2005 was when I turned 16. I wanted to have a sweet 16. At this time, um, my super sweet 16 was very popular. So I wanted to do something like that. But I had a caveat to everything that I did when I was growing up after this experience. Y'all, tell me why I planned my sweet 16 the next year in February. So in my mind, I was just trying to save myself from heartbreak or nobody showing up once again. Um, And I said to myself, well, it's not even really my birthday. So I don't have that to worry about. I was trying to just protect my heart in any way I could because I, I love celebrating. And my mom and dad made it so fun for us to celebrate. And we would have all of these parties in like first grade, second grade, they would come and bring cake and ice cream and stuff. So I really enjoyed celebrating. And that 2005 experience was my first experience of people not showing up for me and or friends not showing up for me. So it just gave me a, a different outlook on birthdays at the time. But I finally decided that I would allow myself to get my hopes up just a little bit. But for the longest, I was like, I'm not even about to get my hopes up about this. I don't want people to let me down. So I'm gonna have this sweet 16 way in February. So jokes on them if they don't show up because it's not even my birthday. Like that is how I was rolling y'all. And after that, I didn't really do much for my birthday outside of like family things for a while. And in 2019, I finally said, Tyra, let's try to start addressing this. And I stepped out of my shell and y'all, I planned a trip to Italy. I went to Rome, Florence, and Venice, and it was the most amazing experience. And I was so proud of myself. And that experience alone came with a lot of other unwanted anxiety and things that we can talk about another day that had nothing to do with my birthday specifically. But what I realized is even in that situation, I was with my ex at the time and I gave him a lot of slack for that trip leading up to that trip because I didn't want him to back out because it was just the two of us going. So I would hound him every day about Uh, paying his deposit and making sure he had everything he needed and making sure he didn't cancel on me and like all this kind of stuff. And it was just, it just became a very stressful situation. And honestly, that's something that I shouldn't have done, or I wish I would have had the knowledge that I have now and been as aware as I am now to know that, Hey Tyra, this is still your childhood trauma showing up. This is still remnants of trigger responses showing up, even though you're super excited about this. Let's make sure that we're unpacking everything that's going on. And of course that was mixed in with a lot of other things going on in that relationship. So I couldn't see it clearly, but as I reflect, I know for a fact that 
that situation had something to do with the way that I was acting about my birthday. Now that was 2019. Last year, which was 2021, yes. And actually the year before that. So let's go in order. 2020, I was still with um, my ex at the time and he planned my birthday trip and invited a couple of my friends. They handled everything. I didn't want any parts in it. I was like, I'm kind of, I don't, y'all can plan it. And that even gave me some anxiety because I was like, oh my God, I hope I, you know, I hope I seem thankful. I hope I seem grateful enough for everything that they're doing for me. So my anxiety would just show up in so many different ways. And in 2021, I was like, you know what? I just moved into this new apartment. I'm not going to do anything. But one of my friends said, hey, what you doing for your birthday? And she kept asking me. And I was like, girl, I I don't want to do nothing. Like, I don't know. I don't know. You can plan it. So I ended up telling her that she could plan it. So she gave me a couple of options and we ended up having an amazing time. I had such a great time, but I was a little anxious leading up to it because again, since somebody else was doing this for me, I wanted to make sure that I was grateful and I was showing my gratitude. But last year, 2021, that's what happened. And we ended up having an amazing time. And this year, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I was nervous because I wanted to do something new. I wanted to do something luxe. I wanted to do something amazing because I felt like I deserved it, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I also took forever to plan what I wanted to do. So I wanted to go to Hawaii But I didn't do that because I started looking at prices and I started looking at all this stuff about how the locals don't want tourists there right now. And I care about that. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to go to Hawaii right now. But what am I going to do? Because that was my plan for like all year. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Hawaii. Like that's going to be the plan. And then time kept passing by and y'all, I almost canceled everything for my birthday because I was just so overwhelmed. Mind you, I have... I actually have a full-time job now that I'm doing because I want to get healthcare um, because I'm getting older and I just want to make sure that I'm healthy. I also have, you know, all of my creative things. I've been working a lot more creatively. So a lot of this podcast, I have a lot of things pulling at me. So I said to myself, Tyra, it's time to stop letting that situation that happened to you almost 20 years ago, affect you emotionally. Like, let's be conscious about this 100%. And the reason that I didn't realize that it had been affecting me every single year is because it was very slight. And it wasn't necessarily just on the day of my birthday. Like on the day of my birthday, I feel great. Every single year, I feel great. I don't feel anxious on my actual birthday. It's just the days leading up to it. I start to feel very anxious and nervous about what's actually going to happen on the day because that's when everything went kaput so many years ago for me. And I just feel a little unenthused on every day leading up to that. But my birthday ended up being great this year, and it's been great Every year since 2019, I do want to give a shout out to my friends. They did an amazing job. They made sure that I felt loved. They made sure that I was celebrated. And it's their love for me and their celebration of me is teaching me how to celebrate myself as well. And for that, I am, y'all, I'm so grateful. So y'all know I am all about self-care. One of my favorite self-care activities is meditation. I've been using a meditation and sleep app called Calm that I think you guys would really like. I mean, I've talked about it on the podcast a few times and I personally love the sleep stories. They're the perfect way to wind down and drift off to sleep after a long day. And to be honest, I recommend the ones that are actually for kids the most because they have the fun voices, music, and sound effects. I wanna help you experience the joy meditation brings to my life. So I'm giving you a seven day free trial of the app. Head to the link in the show notes to check out the Calm app and prepare to be more calm on a daily basis. Hey, you know my mind, you know. Oh. 
So let's talk about a few symptoms of birthday blues. Birthday blues can stem from many different things. For some people, it can be tied to a previous negative experience on your birthday, like me. Other people may reflect on their lives and may not feel they are where they wanted to be by the specific age they are turning. And for others, birthdays can come during a time when they're going through something that may be difficult and maybe they feel a little guilty about celebrating during this time. So I looked up and I'm going to link my sources in the show notes in case you want to read this entire article. But I wrote down a few symptoms to just evaluate if you may be experiencing birthday blues. So a change in your mood that persists and lasts over several days surrounding your birthday. It can be days leading up to your birthday, your actual birthday, a couple of days after your birthday. For me, it's all leading up. After my birthday, I feel amazing. Another one is feeling more low down or sad than usual and you just don't really know what it is or crying more often than usual. Another one is ruminating on the past and goals unaccomplished like not getting married yet or not having kids yet and you're 28 years old <laughs> like me. And I do know that that could be like a very regional thing. Most of my friends down in Louisiana are either married or starting to have kids, building a family and stuff. So I do find myself ruminating on that a little bit. I talked about that in a previous episode of the podcast. If you want to know if I'm ready to be a mom and all of that stuff, I have an episode for you guys and I'll link it in the show notes. Maybe you're stressing about how much time you have left to live if you're, you know, later in life not having much energy or motivation to do things. Maybe you have a lack of interest in doing what you typically enjoy doing. I know this is definitely what happened with me with the podcast during this bout of birthday blues. I was just unmotivated to record. Um, maybe you have some changes in your sleep or changes in your appetite, difficulty focusing or concentrating on daily tasks physical aches or pains. And y'all, this is real. I have been so stressed out in the past that it has become physical. And I went to the chiropractor one time, and this is also related to that trip to Italy I took. So long story short, just to give you the little rundown, after I came back from Italy for my 25th birthday in 2019, I developed severe in-flight anxiety. I started having crazy dreams about plane crashes. I was never on the plane. I was always on the ground, but I was trying to get the pilot's attention and say, hey, your plane is crashing or get the people's attention on the ground and say, hey, a plane is crashing and it's going to hit y'all move. But I developed so much anxiety. And I remember um, I was trying to book a flight to New York and the simple act of looking up flights and booking the flight gave me so much stress that it became physical. And I had this horrible pain in my neck and in my, my shoulders and in my spine for days and I could not move. It felt like a crook in my neck, like a severe crook in my neck. I couldn't move my body, like my body had locked up. And after talking to my therapist, I realized that it was stress-induced physical aches and pains, which is a very real thing. Um, another symptom may be wanting to avoid the actual day of your birthday or disinterested in celebrating your birthday, like rejecting or refusing plans to celebrate with your friends or family, even if they, you know, ask you, hey, let's go out to eat for your birthday. Let's celebrate you. You may be dis disinterested in it. And the last one I have is a desire to isolate yourself. Be alone on your birthday. That could be a huge symptom of the birthday blues. So now that you know a few symptoms, and these are not all of the symptoms. These are just a few that were listed in this article that I found. But now that you know some symptoms and maybe you have discovered that you have experienced some of this, how can we cope? with birthday blues or birthday depression. And the first thing that we can do is allow your emotions to arise. 
Like I've been saying, I say this all the time, feel all the feels. Do not suppress your emotions, y'all. Allowing yourself to feel your emotions without judgment can enable you to process the deeper meaning behind those feelings and maybe relieve some of the sadness you feel. Like a lot of people feel better after they cry. I know I sure do. Like get it out. Just get it all out there. Get all that energy out of you and just find yourself at a more peaceful and relaxed state after you have allowed those emotions to pass. Number two, Practice self-awareness and compassion. So becoming aware of your experience and being kind to yourself during the process is very important. So if you are experiencing birthday blues or birthday depression, maybe you can try turning inward and take inventory of your feelings, your thoughts, and where you hold tension in your body to better understand what you may be going through and think of ways to self-soothe on your birthday. What could be soothing to you? I know for me, if I'm feeling sad um, or if I'm not feeling the best, I want to drink some juice. I want to eat some ice cream. I want to watch The Princess and the Frog. I want to call my mama, call my daddy. You know, I want to do soothing things or I want to listen to some lo-fi music and really just spend some time with myself. I want to do soothing things to bring my, my emotional level up. And the third thing you can do is talk about it. I prefer to talk to my therapist about my birthday blues to really understand, you know, the mental aspect of it. But I could also talk to my mama. If I talk to my mama or my daddy, I could better understand what happened that day and understand if maybe some of my friends called. Because I actually, as I say this, y'all, I've never really asked. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask. But I've never really asked my parents what happened on that day. And maybe it wasn't a big deal to them. So maybe it is not top of mind for them. But I think talking about that day a little more can definitely help me continue to heal and continue to um, help those trigger responses that I have lessen. So I prefer to talk to my therapist and I gained so much insight on that day just from, I think me and my therapist had like two conversations about the birthday thing. And I already told you guys what we, the conclusions we came to. And I think it was so insightful and it definitely did help me a lot to understand um, how to process this in a different way since I'm now an adult. And it has been something that has triggered me in for almost 20 years. And the fourth way to cope with birthday blues that I'm going to share with you guys is to celebrate however you feel comfortable. Now, what I realized about me is I don't like planning events where I invite a lot of people because I know for a fact that I'm going to get upset if somebody does not come. I'm not going to be flipping tables and stuff, but a part of me is going to be like, dang, I wish you can make it, right? And I remember my friend, Bria, we had a conversation about this years ago. And this conversation is just top of mind all the time for me. But it's something easier said than done, but it's something that I'm working towards. And we were just talking about how, especially depending on our love language, I receive love through people showing up for me. So I receive love through acts of service and quality time. We were, I was reading an article and we were having this conversation because we both feel this way. When people don't show up for us, we take it personally. And this article said, don't focus on the people who did not show up. Only focus on the people who are sitting there in the front row. Just focus on them because they're all that matters. The people who are not showing up for you do not matter at all in that situation, whatever the situation may be. And the less you focus on them, the happier you will be, obviously, you know, but that's way easier said than done. But it's something that I am working on, working on moving towards as I grow older and as I, you know, step into who I am as a woman and continue this mental health journey. But as of right now, I don't really feel comfortable planning huge events where I invite a lot of people, even if these people are all close friends, I, I, I'm not to a place where I want to do something like that again. 
And you, I also prefer trips and new experiences with those that are closest to me. How I took the trip to Italy and it was just uh, my boyfriend at the time and me. Or even this year, I went to um, San Diego with my current boyfriend and I we had an amazing time. And my birthday dinner that my friends planned for me this year, it was just me and three additional friends. And that was all that I could have asked for. Now, maybe it'll change one day or I won't care as much if people show up for me or not show up for me. But at this moment, I prefer let's take a trip. Let's have a new experience. Like that's what's important to me on my birthday because I always want to be learning and growing and experiencing the things that are out there to be experienced. So the biggest thing I want to say about celebrating however you feel comfortable is to remember that this is your day. And y'all, I'm saying this to myself as I'm saying this to y'all. This is your day. So do whatever you feel comfortable with, whether that's pushing past your negative feelings to celebrate with loved ones or even staying home to take care of yourself or booking that solo trip or that couple's trip to a vacation to Italy. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to celebrate however you feel comfortable. So now that we've talked about my birthday blues and we've talked about my childhood trauma and what's been going on in past years, I'll just give you guys a little snippet of what actually happened for my birthday this year. So I ended up going to dinner with three of my closest friends at a place called Le Grand downtown LA. And it was such a great time. I loved that it was very intimate. And y'all, I loved my card. So fun fact about me that you guys definitely don't know is that I love remixed cards. I don't want you to give me a plain happy birthday card. I want you to take a card for a different occasion and remix it to be perfectly remixed to my birthday. So backstory on how this started. My best friend Bria, when we were in college, she ended up crossing AKA, which is a sorority. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to get her a card. But clearly there's no cards in Walmart that say happy crossing AKA, you know? So I had to get creative and I, I ended up picking this random card. Um, and I was like, I think she'll like this. I don't know. And I scratched out like happy birthday. And I was like, uh, happy crossing day or welcome to AKA, whatever. And what happened was she ended up loving it, y'all. She fell on the floor laughing. And I was like, oh my God, there is something here. And let me tell y'all, this is truly a love language because at my birthday dinner, my friends did the same thing. I started giving all my friends remix cards and I just love that they are returning it to me because it literally just makes my heart smile. So my best friend Tracy ended up getting me this hollow, y'all, she got me a Halloween card and she scratched out everywhere that said Halloween and said happy birthday. And it was just the funniest thing. I wish y'all, oh my God, the funniest thing, but I loved my cards that I got. And the day after my birthday dinner with my friends that they planned. Um, my boyfriend and I went down to San Diego to stay at Paradise Point Cove for the rest of the week. And I said to him before we got down there, I was like, I don't really want to do much. I want to relax. I really want to just recharge, re-energize, and just enjoy the resort. And he was like, okay, cool. Now, leading up to this, as I said, I had a lot of anxiety. I was overwhelmed. I've never been on a trip with him before. Like our relationship is, you know, we're still in the first year of dating. So I didn't know, you know, what to expect. We're still learning each, learning each other. So we ended up having an amazing time. The resort was absolutely beautiful. Our room was beautiful. There was so much wildlife around. So the first couple of days, we really just spent time on the resort. We walked around it. We did this scavenger hunt that they had where you had to just walk around to different landmarks on the resort and take photos with them. 
We played mini golf. Um, and the first night we actually went to this place called the Punch Bowl Social. And I didn't know they had one in San Diego. Absolutely love this place, y'all. I had only been to it in Minnesota with my best friend, Bria. And what it is, is like, it's kind of like a Dave and Buster's, but they have card games and board games that you can bring to your table when you eat. So we played Uno while we ate and then we played darts and arcade games. They also had bowling and karaoke. It was just a fun, wholesome night. And I think that fellowshipping with him in that way was just so re-energizing for me. And it was the perfect start to our trip. But um, fast forward to my birthday day, I got a massage early in the morning. And when I came back from my massage, uh, my boyfriend had my present on the like inner, the, the nightstand or whatever. And he got me a card, y'all. And he remixed it. And I literally like, that's a love language. That's a love language. Like I, I love it so much. Um, so his was a little more like lovey-dovey. So he like scratched out, he got an anniversary card. He scratched out anniversary and put birthday and like all this kind of stuff. And it was just so funny. And I just, I just love when people get my humor and they give it back to me in the way that I gave it to them. And it just... Oh, it was just so great. And he also got me flowers, which was just super amazing. And we had dinner planned at 8 p.m. But before that, we did something new. I had never in my life rode a jet ski and he took me on a jet ski in the marina. Y'all, let me just say being in the water is not my ministry. I love being by the water, but being in the water is a whole new beast, okay? I was so terrified, but I was so excited that I did it. And he even, my boyfriend is a videographer and he brought out his drone and he got some pretty cool shots of me riding on the jet ski, which was amazing. And I, I'm just so glad that I have that footage and I did something new for the first time. Um, and I also never stayed on a resort. So I did a lot of new things during this trip. But then we had dinner, which was amazing. We went to this steakhouse called Rare Society. Oh my God, y'all, everything, like literally have no words. Everything was so amazing. We got um, shrimp cocktail and oysters Rockefeller. Y'all, I've never had oysters before. Like I, when I say I'm gonna try new stuff when I'm on trips, I'm gonna try new stuff. So I never had oysters but I had oysters Rockefeller, which was like charbroiled oysters. And theirs was like um, spinach and artichoke. It was so good. Our food was good. I had swordfish. He had like this expensive steak, medium, you know, he a steak and potatoes guy, but we absolutely loved our food. And then for dessert, um, we shared this bananas fosters cheesecake with ice cream. And it just really reminded me of home because I'm from Louisiana and bananas foster is very popular down South. So I had an amazing, amazing time. Um, it was great, you know, traveling with him for the first time and really getting a feel for what's in the future to come. So overall, I would say my birthday was a 20 out of 10. My friends really outdid themselves and they really helped me to combat this birthday blues and anxiety that I had been feeling. And now I'm just, I'm so excited for next year because I am no longer going to allow this childhood trauma to dictate how I move on my birthday. Although birthdays are typically associated with happy feelings and positive experiences, I'm realizing that this is not the case for everybody. I have personally witnessed the birthday anxiety of other friends and I have just been there for them during that time because I truly appreciate my friends for taking the lead on my birthday celebrations the past three years in a row. I aim to be the friend I need during this time because it's very important to pay it forward. Hopefully one day soon, I am nothing but excited for my birthday, but that takes a lot of practice. It takes healthy celebration and truly doing what makes you comfortable for your birthday. 
And that's what I am leaning into more than ever. Okay, you guys, you know what time it is. It is time for our fun closing segment. And today we are going to be answering another question from a listener. So let me pull up my questions real quick. I took a screenshot from Instagram. If you're not following the Affirmations for Black Girls Instagram, follow us at Affirmations for Black Girls. And from time to time, I put little um, question boxes in the stories and ask you if you want to ask us a question and we can possibly answer it on the podcast. There is also a form link down below where you can also submit any questions you may have to be answered on the podcast. So what do I want to answer? Ooh. Okay. So this question is from Tasharina26. And her question is, how do you address people who say that? Oh, how do you address people who say that's your family? Don't cut ties, even when it's toxic. Oh, y'all. Tasharina, girl, I have been there. And I think this is, I think this is something that many of us deal with, especially since we are now in a time where mental health is being put as a priority and it wasn't in the past. And in the past, family business is family business and blood is thicker than water and all of that stuff was put above people respecting you as an individual. So I actually have a situation where I have this aunt who is just toxic and she's mean and I honestly don't um, really want to have a relationship with her uh, because of this. And I just recently told my dad about this. And so girl, I feel you so much. So to answer your question of how do you address these people, it just, it depends on the situation. If this is someone that you have to interact with on a regular basis, like let's just say um, it's, your grandma and you live with your grandma, you know, um, then it's a conversation that needs to be had and boundaries that need to be set. Like, Hey, it kind of makes me feel not even kind of, nope. This is what, you know, what I would say, Hey, when you talk to me in this way, it makes me feel like this. Could you please stop? And then just go from there and, um, see what, what else they have to say about the situation. But at the end of the day, you have to set that boundary because you are your own person and you have to be confident in that. And it can be so difficult, especially if this is a problem that um, the entire family is enabling. It can be so difficult to put your foot down and really put yourself first and set that hard boundary, but it has to be done and it may be uncomfortable. Um, if it's a family member who you don't have to see often, you just got to weigh whether or not it's worth talking about. Because in my specific situation, I don't want to talk to her about it. And I say that because she's old. She's like in her late 40s, um, maybe about to be 50 soon. So a person like that is stuck in their ways. I also live far away from this person. Um, I don't live at home. I live in Los Angeles and they're all in Louisiana. So I don't have to see her other than Thanksgiving and Christmas if I want to, you know? So you really got to pick and choose what is important. But what I would also say is if you did bring this up to, let's say your mom or someone else that you care about and they say, no, this is family, like blood is thicker than water, then have a conversation with them too and say, no, this is a hard boundary of mine and it will need to be respected. If it is not respected, I will remove myself from this situation. And you just have to stand strong in that. And it can be very hard, especially, especially as a black woman, I've realized that when I try to set a hard boundary with family members, when it hasn't been done in the past, it gets viewed as less than, or I'm acting uppity, or 
I am being disrespectful or I'm just trying to change the way things have been done when in reality, I have a boundary and I have non-negotiables and I would be doing myself a disservice if I did not honor those. So if something is toxic, whatever that means to you, then I will remove myself from that situation. I'm not going to sit in any situation just to save face, just so everyone around me is comfortable. No, I want to be comfortable too. So we need to have this conversation or I need to remove myself and handle it the way I need to handle it because I know that my response isn't going to be taken in a way where we can have a conversation about it. So that's what I would do. Um, but I really think this 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 could be a whole series, to be honest, on toxic family and things going on in the family. But I really hope I answered your question. And that is all that we have today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Childhood Trauma Series and this episode of the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast. Make sure that you subscribe, rate the podcast, leave us a review. I love reading all of your reviews. Follow us on Instagram at Affirmations for Black Girls and follow us on Twitter at AFBG underscore pod. We post every day on the Twitter so follow us there thank you guys so much for listening and i will see you again next week this was affirmations for black girls pop quiz did you know that i am a chef Another pop quiz. Did you know that I love food? Well, I am a foodie, y'all. So where are my fellow LA foodies at? I have the perfect app for you. Off the Menu Club helps you discover new restaurants and redeem one complimentary item per day at the best restaurants in your city. Right now, it's only available for my LA, Long Beach, and Orange County friends, but they are adding more cities soon. This app has introduced me to some of my new favorite spots, Honestly, my favorite place is this dumpling spot in West Hollywood. Oh my God, their chili oil dumplings were so good. But anyways, if you love free food and trying new restaurants as much as I do, use my code T8ZHT, actually look in the show notes because it's a mouthful, and get $10 off your first month. Once again, that code is T8ZHT, look in the show notes for it, for $10 off your subscription.